0: Five, four,
1: three, two, one. Hey, this is Matt Groening welcoming you to the audio commentary for A Streetcar Named Marge, one of the great ones. First broadcast October 1st, 1992.
2: This is Mike Reese. I was a showrunner on this fine, fine episode.
3: Al Gina is also a showrunner. This is Jeff Martin. I wrote this episode.
2: And the songs.
4: Hey, I'm John Lovitz. I played a couple of characters in this show and was the inspiration for the whole Simpsons series.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is Hank Azaria. I didn't know that. (laughs) It's amazing. And I think I was Wiggum and Apu in this particular show. Maybe some others. It's hard to remember.
2: Hmm. And this was... It was a good one. I know we got a great review in the New York Times on this one. I think it's made like the a lot of top ten Simpsons lists, and it was it was hard. It was a hard one. and This
3: one might have set the record for longest time between the idea and actually going on the air. It was almost two years. Yeah. Because, let's see, what happened was I, I pitched at one of our story retreats, I pitched the idea of, I think, Homer being in 1776 or something. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was a good idea, but I remember Jim Brooks going, oh, oh, Marge's Blanche Dubois. And we wrote that up, and uh, well originally it wasn 't a musical, we were, it, we were going to actually perform that 's right t- Tennessee, Tennessee Williams well, boy. I wrote the whole script just with Marge being in it, and uh, then the Tennessee Williams estate said we couldn 't couldn 't use large excerpts from the play, so we turned it into a musical
5: yeah, the lawyer for fact said we could only use about two lines, which I think appear spoken and the rest of it's just original music
3: that's right so when we got that and decided to make it a musical i remember thinking well this will be a lot of work but i bet it'll be funnier it's
1: uh fun to discuss the legal difficulties on these audio commentaries because they never get cut <laughs>
2: well, It's nice it is one of the unsung heroes of the simpsons is anatole Klebanow. i mean that we even know who the lawyer on the simpsons was he always was in our corner always pushing for us to get stuff that was marginally legal on the show, and this is one, he said he was excited. He thought, "I I will take this case to the Supreme Court to get to get this episode aired." I'm sorry. What was the what was the flack over this this episode?
0: Well,
5: the streetcar named Desire is copyrighted, oh. so we, we were going to just have them perform it, and then they said, "Well, you can't use our copyrighted material." So the lawyer said, "But if you write original songs based on those characters, that you can do." Oh, I see. But actually, it made the show better because the songs are funnier than just hearing the play. Yeah, no, the, the episode got funnier. That's a happy result. accident.
4: And Alan, Mike, is that when you two started dating? <laughs>
5: <laughs> you talk about that, guys. Stop the commentary. You guys
2: can't see. We're great We're fans it right of now. musical theater. Okay. That was Phil Hartman there, the MC.
0: <laughs> that was in the days before Phil. He, that was Trey McClure, right? These are the days before he would say, you might remember me from such things as before that running joke oh, I think joke he was started. doing them by then. Yeah. He's also Lionel he Hutz in this episode. He
5: didn't make the joke in this particular one, though. Well, we were using him wherever we had some sort of celebrity that we wanted. So, Oh, this is Lionel Williams, Williams. Yeah, yeah. who used to be our assistant, is now a successful writer, who actually was a Miss Junior Miss.
3: She was first runner-up, American Junior Miss.
5: Yeah, I should say first runner-up.
2: <laughs> she
4: finished
5: second, okay? Mm. Who does the voice of
4: Maggie anyway? <laughs> <laughs> play. Well, this is the first I've heard
0: about it. I told you several times. It's a musical version of a streetcar
4: named...
5: Excuse me, Marge. I See, think now, that if you told me... I the relationship,
0: Homer and Marge, is... The- I watched this episode this morning. It is really... A- <laughs> I forgot how great this episode is. It works on so many levels. The relationship is a little bit different. They're sort of... It's almost like we all are not we're like establishing how much of a inattentive husband and father Homer is as opposed to just playing off of that all the time.
5: well, you know this is one mean? of the several times we'd show how he would really dig himself a huge hole with her, and then we'd get him out of it at the very end with some little twist, but I, I would never quite buy it. <laughs> He's such an asshole, I don't really think she'd take him back. Hey, Everyone who's that? Everyone
4: quiet. Quiet. <laughs> and I've had three heart attacks. That's how much I care <laughs> I'm
5: planning. The big thing with heart. design is it looks who, who nothing is, like John. Who is <laughs> that, that, that character?
4: That was me. And, and, <laughs> and who I are love you? John Lovitz. Perhaps you recognize my voice from the critic. It's completely different. <laughs> well, <direction. laughs>
5: this was the smallest take John did <laughs> did
4: I expect too much from fourth graders the review play enjoyed by all for
5: I always love the emphasis on all oh, yeah.
3: I like the little snowman uh, on that
5: newspaper
4: take off your
2: shirts deshab votre chemise how many times John has said that to us
5: <laughs> yeah that was well, even... to you
4: and al because you guys would give me other rug burns with those heavy sweaters when you hugged.
5: Now, as writers, sometimes we would pitch jokes in the voice of the character, sometimes not. But with John, I think we're always using your voice when
3: we're trying. To. <laughs> now, here's the real cheat that Flanders is muscular
5: like this. Hey, look me over! Yeah, I can't. Was that your idea? Me? The, the idea that these guys who have these kind of dumpy physiques with the <laughs> shirt. came to you in a dream, right? <laughs> well, it's a funny thing. Willie, too, where they take off their shirts and suddenly they don't look anything like. Wow. Like I know Willie. That was bad. I think
2: that was John Vitti did that. I'll take credit for adding another muscular chest to the show. <laughs> yes, I, I'm not gay, folks.
5: And if you saw Hank in you know, Along Came Polly. <laughs> I sure did. I so just following the
2: example of many
5: <laughs> Simpsons
0: characters.
3: It's going to turn out that Bumblebee man is really ripped. <laughs> hey, <yeah. laughs> Come on
0: right away.
3: All right, I'll pick up a bucket of fried chicken.
0: See, Marge is a little different. She's much more resigned and defeated mm-hmm. back in these days. Well,
3: Jim Brooks just kind of saw it instantly—the emotional arc of the show. Of oh, Marge is like Blanche Dubois, and Homer's like Stanley. And hey.
4: What happened to the commercial? (laughs) Wow, (laughs) my (laughs) mother, the actress.
0: Was Marge more like that in general or really just for the purposes of this particular episode? Do you remember?
2: I think we had to beat her down more in this episode just so she could be brought up more at the end. I'll be playing Stella. I am Apu, Nahasapima Petilon. All right. That's, That's the first Hank mention of Apu's last Isn't name. That's the first right mention there. of his
3: last name? Well there's a story there. I, I when I was in, in my junior high school gym class, uh, there was a kid named Pahasadina Petalon. That's Phil again. <laughs> Good story. No, and uh, the, wait, it was, the, is well, Pahasa? The, his name was Pahasady Napetalon okay. and the gym coach would walk down the aisle, take and roll, and he'd go Martin McCoy Morton, and he'd get the Pahasity and he'd say, Hey, there's my buddy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so, as far as you know, too, Pahasa, he has no idea, he's as sort of as been I know. immortalized on the show. Wow, but wait, was
3: it Pahasa or Nahasa? It was, it was Pahasa oh. Napetalon
5: Oh, I see. Okay. And I put, a,
3: I so made put it, it all together. I made it in a house of a
5: pedal on
2: and put it all together.
5: Oh, I didn't know that exactly. So it's not really as crazy a name in real life. <laughs> yeah, it's plenty crazy. <laughs> well, this was oh, your this idea, a, and this is what I heard. in I forgot, this, yet this, is in there. I forgot this
2: one.
5: No, this was in Jeff's original pitch, if I recall. It was.
2: And it's brutal. I mean, so it was it Anne Anne brutal, or Ayn or Ayn Ayn
0: Rand. which term? is it? It's Ayn, isn't it?
2: Ayn. I mean, it was. The, the, this B story is almost all stage directions, and it's it's impossible to judge on the page. When you read it out loud with with the cast, that uh, nobody knows where to laugh or if it's going to work, you really put yourself in in the hands of the animators, and uh, and it came
4: out great. Oh, they came through.
5: And who's that gorgeous chick? Hmm. Me again.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that was a very sensitive portrayal of a female voice you did, John. That does kind of look like me in a weird way. <laughs> thanks a lot. A and I'm a fella. Stanley, stop or I-
5: no, I remember the pitch where you just said she gets put in the Ayn Rand center and then they take her pacifier and Jim really laughed. Wouldn't you? Oh, that. Uh, well, lucky me then. <laughs> well, that's how we got things sold.
2: Lovett's got to keep the
5: wardrobe from this episode. (laughs) They based it on his real wardrobe. It
4: came in handy when I was in Pennsylvania living among the Amish. (laughs) Wasn't that based on what John actually showed up wearing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you think that's funny, Hank? Maybe you think this is funny. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Lovett! You bastard! Homer, can you watch some lines with
0: me? John and I just had a that big fight. That is one big
3: handheld video
4: game.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow, it is. A family Bible.
4: Now, as I recall, this the idea for this scene actually came from reality, when you and Al and Mike were laying in bed one night <laughs> <laughs> talking about the show. Do <laughs> you, you even know a his name? Argument. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got your name Looking right. Look, it's a Bart. She, she sucked the Bart doll. All right. So some...
0: the
1: day after this episode was broadcast, I, I got a call from the, again, I can't remember, An, An- Ayn Rand, An- Rand, Ayn Rand Society, Rand. and they said, we were amazed at the uh, reference to us in, uh, in your show, and we just have one question, were you making fun of us? <laughs> 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 and this music is from The Great Escape.
3: Alf Clausen not only could we get the rights to it, but he, I think he got the original charts. For the orchestra.
0: It's rather stirring. The mu- so we, this is a case where we were able to actually use the actual music. You bet.
5: Well, that's why we use like the Batman theme so often, is because Fox owns it and it's free. I mean, they always are encouraging us if there's but, something uh, that they have the rights. Yeah, this my brother great. and I was
3: like our favorite movie when we were kids. We'd like bounce a tennis ball against the wall of our bedroom like that and <laughs> pretend to be the cooler king. <laughs> pretend you were in prison. Yes. <laughs> well, Steve McQueen made it look cool.
0: <laughs> I
3: just I just don't see why Blanche should shove a broken bottle in Stanley's face. Couldn't she just take his abuse with gentle good humor? <laughs>
4: Marge, you're right here. Homer it'll just be a few minutes more. You're a dame and I'm you a
0: You can also sort of tell that Dan more, tell was pretty much Marge, Marge, That's Homer's Marge, voice as we know it now. There's still traces of that original Homer voice in
5: there. That Walter Matthau uh, voice, yeah.
0: Yeah. When did he officially switch over to the Homer that we know now?
5: What he says is it wasn't intentional. It just got hard to do the forced Walter Matthau, and now just comes out of him naturally. Right. So it was just sort of doing what... You know, felt like natural voice to see. So
4: you're saying originally he based the voice of Homer on Walter Matthau? He did. If he you did. Like, What's yeah. amazing about. He did? Yeah. At the yeah. very beginning well, of I never of knew, knew that. Show. That's certainly news to <laughs> <laughs> me and all us Simpsons fans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the amazing thing with Dan is you can say, okay, do Walter Matthau and throw in a little Jimmy Durante, and he would actually be able to blend them and do, or whatever it It wasn't Jimmy Durante, but whatever it was. He could actually make these slight adjustments.
5: I believe he used to advertise himself as the man of a thousand impressions. We had a list once in the room of a thousand different voices he could do. And I just... counted.
1: There were not quite a thousand. It was like 900. And...
5: <laughs> <laughs> but
2: one of them was Edward Albee, the playwright. I always heard that's what got him the job on Tracy Ullman, was he could do Edward Albee.
0: <laughs> I toured the South as the man without ears. For... <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a weird time of my life, John. All right. This has got to be the most (laughs) jam-packed act ever. The Mm. third act of this show. It has three enormous set pieces in it. That
2: really doesn't help, Bob. Big Daddy, would you all mind passing a little old biscuit? Mm -hmm. Can I But
4: isn't that the great thing is about cartoons? No matter how complicated or simple the set, it always costs
5: the same. Actually, though, this was very difficult for them to animate. The director, when he first got the script, was saying, I don't think it can be done. We got a call from David Silverman, who was the supervising director, going, all these, you know, sets moving around and these actors, you're just not going to be able to do it. And then Rich Moore, I think, just worked himself to death and did it.
3: I remember Silverman sent us, faxed us a cartoon of him reading the third act and like his eyes bugging and his jaw <laughs> dropping. And yeah, he was a, whining, but there, it was a, very true. An animator's term, pencil
1: mileage. Hmm. And uh, yeah, how did he have time to do a cartoon when he should have been doing the
0: show, though?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Why are we going to a... Uh, uh, Is that a Game Boy?
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
5: Awesome. Was that crazy,
0: or does does Binky
1: it's
2: show up It like an episode. ad, too. I mean, it's such a perfect rendition of a Game Boy. It's real product placement.
5: Much of it.
0: Why can't you be a little more supportive?
2: Jeff, you would never play Game Boy in bed, though, would you?
4: <laughs> not anymore. <laughs>
2: what kooky projects?
4: You know the painting class, the first date course, the whole... Close money. your eyes. It's Alan Mike. <laughs> hey. Hey. We're going to have to
5: edit this tape. Hey.
3: <laughs> Having one of their arguments about musical theater. Hey, and we,
5: did, we did 23 episodes of The Critic with this man calling us gay every day. Must have been a reason. <laughs> <laughs> now who's playing the woman?
2: Oh my, Sean Lovett. One thing we could talk uh, about using is... Using his uh, normal voice.
3: The this
5: fact d- that the... Oh, go ahead.
3: No, well, this did have to be... This must have been the longest stage direction in any script. Oh,
5: this one. It I was remember like a this. a two-page the-
0: stage direction. And at the table read, we were all looking at each other like, okay.
5: <laughs> well, that's one reason we don't have long stage directions, because they usually shut the table read down cold, and we'll now put things in parentheses that we don't want read because it just kind of slows the laughs, and it may look really funny, but it just slows the table read.
2: Because there's always the idea, too. It's like, I know Matt for... 12, 13 years, you wanted to do Symptasia, you wanted to do Fantasia with the Simpsons, and it's like nobody wants to write this 30-page script of Binky, stage directions. Right it, it, will, it will get no laughs. It's a graining okay. rabbit. Right. Yeah, it yeah.
5: But it could be great.
3: But uh, when when the uh, studio orchestra was doing the music from The Great Escape, was recording to this, oh, it was so exciting, it was so stirring. It, you, you always lose that over a TV speaker.
2: You know who did that theme? Who the original composers? There's no way to find out. Some foreigner, <laughs> some guy with a foreign
3: name.
5: That's a bad baby. Well, that was another difficulty: is designing different-looking babies. Mm-hmm. Now, a is reference this an to homage the, to something? Is the birds poor animators?
3: Okay. <laughs> oh my
2: god. Wow, I'll bet it's shot for shot the birds too. Is it? Yeah, the very end of the movie where uh, they're making be their way the to the This has to be
4: one of the cleverest episodes these guys have done, don't you think? There's so much packed into it. We kind
5: of lost it after this episode. <laughs> I never really hit these. <laughs> well, episodes.
0: I was I was blown away honestly when I saw it this morning. I was like, oh my! It really, he's right. I mean, it, it's an incredibly intense episode. It's ambitious. <laughs> yeah, yes. I don't mean there's because, because of me.
3: Pieces, so now let's do a <laughs> I mean,
2: because of you
3: guys.
1: And that was Alfred Hitchcock walking by. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's uh, in fact, that's his cameo from The Birds. We will all be transformed? Not at the end of the movie, though.
0: <laughs> no, in the start of the movie. We don't walks do that by too much anymore, do we? Get the movie homages pictorially. Do we do
5: that that much anymore? What's it? <laughs> <laughs> the movie homages. Uh-huh. We try, you know, we've been doing so many that we don't want to, like, repeat ourselves or overdo Godfather references, but...
0: Lived a city that the damned call home.
5: Nice singing there, Hank. Hellish. It's kind of
4: bad, but it's Speaking it's the of best Godfather, I can do. my friend Miko Brando is in the other room.
3: <laughs> As is Jeff Martin's daughter, Samantha. That's right. Well, this, this was a controversial song because uh, it's a song about what a lousy place New Orleans is, but... All I was doing here was uh, the start of Sweeney Todd uh, is a a song about what a lousy place London is. So I was just copying that, and then it actually wound up being a a
5: bit of a flap. So you hate London, too? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Both great cities. (laughs) No, I can say one reason it was a flap was because we liked this episode so much. Even though it wasn't the premiere, we sent it to critics ahead of the season with the premiere, which was Camp Krusty. So this what happened was this New Orleans critic got a hold of the show, and he printed the lyrics before anybody saw it, before they could see it was like a cheap community theater and that we were being satirical. So they are reading in New Orleans that it's a town of drunks and whores. Yeah. Really well, well, that's not, that's not totally place. what
4: happened. Is I, I remember I did the show, and my dad had gone to school in New Orleans, and I was disgusted with the song, and I sent it to the guy.
2: Completely offended. There was real backlash. It was uh, in New Orleans. I think Quincy Jones owned the local Fox affiliate, and they pulled us off the air. Wow. We missed a few weeks down in uh, New Orleans. Really? Yep. And uh, then I got I got a call from New Orleans because Bart was supposed to be king of the Mardi Gras that year. And this guy called me. He goes, when your friend Bart comes down here, we're going to kill him. And I said, well, it's, it's going to be a midget in a foam rubber suit. Hey. And he goes, well, then we're going to kill him. <laughs>
5: Wow. Then years later, we got Brazil mad, so now there's no place we can spend Mardi Gras. <laughs> Here's Hank singing again. This is one of the
3: first times I sang on the show. I think you're the leading interpreter of my songs, <laughs> I might be. I'm your are We've got muse. a Dionne Warwick, uh, Burt Bacharach <laughs> exactly. thing going. Yeah.
5: I'm impressed with how still Marge can stand. Is it hard yes, to sing Hank, in character? This is the first time you sang. Hank? But what does any of
4: that have to do with the fact that you're the French guy in Along Came Polly* in theaters now.
5: <laughs> Actually,
2: in theaters then. Very little. This isn't coming out till this summer. So
5: the DVDs might come out this spring. Well, the quit bringing week. it up. Along <laughs> Cane Polly*. Okay, okay, I get it. You're in
2: it. And don't forget yeah. the Stepford Wives with
5: John Can we Lovins.
0: talk a little bit about Along Cane Poly? You know, when we were shooting that,
2: <laughs>
0: we, uh, in Hawaii.
2: When we were doing Along, I.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when we were doing ACP, I. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is some show. <laughs> like, there's Mo. Why is Mo See, Mo would never work backstage now? Uh, yeah, we'd never stick him doing that. Descent into
5: madness. Oh. This was just like another thing we threw at the director. Yeah. Like yeah. Five seconds, you have to. We need do a laser show, and
2: smoke. Was this a holdover though? Did he get like the summer? Did he get some extension on this thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it came, yeah, out, it in, it came out in the
5: fall after being recorded the spring before. It
2: can I love this song.
3: It's so wrong, <laughs> so counter to so the. So
2: misses the point of the, the show. Of
3: the
5: play. <laughs> 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 it's like, meet me in St. Louis, kind I of know. ending. <laughs> Streetcar. <laughs> Streetcar.
2: Jeff, it's so really a great
4: song. Name it's very the clever, clever. here. Now, oh, put your pants on.
3: <laughs> the original name of the play was Hello Trolley, <laughs> which was very clever, but nobody laughed. I liked it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> now here we were trying to convey that what uh, Homer thinks of the play is very important and we have no idea what he's thinking
3: yeah it was I remember we had a lot of trouble getting that drawing because he was supposed to look sad and troubled which is, is a, a little outside Homer's range I think remember we
5: had drawings where he just looked sleepy
4: hey look at me I'm Blanche Dubois
5: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. Do we have the Citizen Kane reference here, too, where Homer tore up the program? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we that. were talking Saw that. about
3: something else. <laughs>
5: <laughs> when
0: we could have been talking about Citizen Kane. Uh-huh. I think we were either talking about a long cane poly, or you guys had your yeah. shirts off again. Yeah. Of oh, come on, <laughs> or, uh, oh, so <laughs> or, what's your name again?
5: <laughs> you.
0: Louie. <laughs> what's your name again? He's not even
5: Hello, John. John. <laughs>
4: What? You What's have your to name talk again? On these John has no lines <laughs> in this? the rest of the well, show, so he's tuned no, no. out. I'm hey, sorry, I was watching you? the show. Okay. <laughs> What's my name again? <laughs> John Lovitz. Oh, right, right, right. John Lovitz, currently appearing in the Stupford Wives. <laughs> with Nicole Kidman, May 7th. But let's get back to The Simpsons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the DVD's coming out in August. I just saw a trailer for... Uh... Oh,
4: this is coming out in August. Hey what? folks, how'd you like me in the Stepford Wise? <laughs> You're all you watching
0: Huff me? on the Showtime Network, starring Hank Azaria.
2: Oh,
4: Huff. Is this
2: DVD coming out a year from this summer? No, it should come out in August. Oh, right. okay.
4: This seems kind of like the DVD, The Critic, in stores now. <laughs> <laughs> Gee. It's and let's just thank Guy like Graining for letting The Critic first appear on. The Simpsons, <laughs> and I remember how thrilled you were about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's for another commentary. Oh, that'll be
2: a day.
4: <laughs> I have to say, though, I was extremely proud to be a part of this show and uh, working with guys like Hank and the whole cast. Uh, I think it's the best-written show on TV. What about the critics? Except for that one pilot, I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, and the critic. Well, you know, the, I mean. Have we ever brought the, have we brought Llewellyn back? No. No,
5: but There's you made a, a doll out of him. In the latest show with Artie Ziff, he goes into Moe's and all the Lovett's characters are sitting at the bar. Llewellyn St. and the critic and the power plant owner oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, and, and, and then, the art teacher, huh? Yeah, yeah they're all oh, sitting yeah, at the bar. Oh, yeah, you are a
4: figurine, though. You're a talking figurine, right? Yeah. Did yeah. you get one? Yeah, this show is so popular, they made Llewellyn St. into a doll. <laughs> <laughs>